Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. In this week's episode, Marie Brown, SPAR's Manager of Professional Education, interviews former Board Director and President of Speech Pathology Australia, Gaynor Dixon. Let's hear what they have to say. My name is Marie Brown and I'm the Manager of Professional Education. We're recording today from the 2019 National Conference in Brisbane. It's only fitting we commence Series 1 of the Speak Up podcast by chatting with Gaynor Dixon. Gaynor has provided strong leadership to not only the Board of Directors and SPA staff, but also to Speech Pathologists Australia-wide. Gaynor became our President in 2015 and after two highly successful terms has chosen to hand over the reins this year. So this is a wonderful opportunity to reflect back on Gaynor's journey, achievements and challenges over the past four years. So I suppose let's get to know Gaynor, the person. What made you become a speech pathologist? Well, actually, I sort of fell into speech pathology in the very first instance. Um, I was, you know, doing the go around universities, have a look at all the options kind of thing. And I happened to go to a lecture on um, occupational therapy and one on speech pathology. And um, speech pathology just sort of tweaked my interest a little bit more than occupational therapy. Um, So I put that one higher up on my tertiary entry um, options. And um, luckily, that was the one I got into. And I found very quickly once I started doing it that first of all, like most of the general public, I had no idea of the breadth and depth of the work that a speech pathologist does Um, and that actually this profession was incredibly interesting and had the potential to become um, incredibly powerful for people in their lives. Fantastic. So how long ago did you join the board? I joined the board eight years ago um, on my daughter's second birthday, actually. Good timing. Yes. <laughs> yes, very easy to remember, yes. And what made you decide then to go into the position of being the president? So after I had been on the board for a couple of years, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to um, have a go at being the Vice President Communications and that was a role um, that I really enjoyed. Um, One of the parts of that role is to liaise across with the Ethics Board which is a a subcommittee, an advisory committee to the um, board and working with the um, Ethics Board, working with um, Susie Leitao, the um, now outgoing Chair of the Ethics Board, It was um, a really rewarding experience. Um, I really do enjoy the big picture. I really do enjoy trying to work out strategically how we, where we want to go and how we might be able to get there. And VPC kind of gave me a taste of doing that. So when um, Deb um, left the president's role, stepped down from the president's role, um, it was an opportunity that I thought, well, let's throw my hat into the ring. And I was very lucky that the board um, determined that they wanted me in that role. So it would have been a very exhausting four years, no doubt for you, a very busy um, four years, but I'm thinking also very rewarding. You've had a lot of challenges during those four years. Uh, There's been a lot of growth and change with regard to um, Speech Pathology Australia's initiatives and government policies and legislations. 
Where do you see the greatest challenge has been within those four years for you? In what particular area? You know, it's interesting when I reflect. I remember um, in um, well, quite probably um, around the t- around the time that I um, became vice president communications the board doing what's called an environmental scan and looking at what's what's on the horizon, what's coming up and talking about the NDISs coming up. But I don't think that at that point in time we had any idea of the huge impact that that was going to have for our profession. We knew that um, it would be a good thing for the profession ultimately um, but it has changed our profession um, irrevocably and I don't think that there is anyone in our profession who could say that um, the NDIS hasn't impacted on them in some way. So we have gone from being a predominantly public sector profession to now 75% of our members mm. are private practitioners. Mm. That is a huge change. Um, The NDIS has brought to the fore the concept of choice and control and um, we we talk about and Speech Pathology 2030 talks about client-centred, client-focused services and um, the NDIS, while it's not yet living up to that promise, um, will hopefully allow us the opportunity to really build those services into the future. It has had a huge impact on the um, workings of our organisation too. You know, we have a large resource now. We have um, a lot of staff members whose work is um, the NDIS advocacy around the NDIS, supporting members with the rollout of the NDIS, um, takes up a, a large chunk of their time. So it really has been a game changer for our profession. I think if we look, step back and look big picture again, I think what it's also brought to our profession and and happened around the time of 2030, that Speech Pathology 2030 project and report, is that it's made us say we need to be able to um, predict and grasp opportunities and position ourselves to be agile, that we can't just let these things happen to us or the train will overtake us and we will be flat on the rails. So we have to be as dynamic and fast-paced as the initiatives and the new programs that the government are bringing in in order to keep up with them and meet the needs of our members. And I think that we we need to look, um, we need to be careful that we're just not living in our own little bubble. Um, It's very easy to get comfortable um, and we need to look at what's happening not just in Australia and not just in speech pathology but we need to look at what's happening worldwide and have a think about what some of those things might impact on our profession and how we can prepare ourselves to be ready for those things. Indeed. So what would you, where do you think, um, what would you say is the greatest uh, achievement for you during your four-year tenure as the president of the association, what would you say is is the one thing that you'll walk away and feel very proud about? Well, when we say um, I feel proud of, um, I'll I'll say that um, I feel proud that I was a part of it because um, I am very lucky in that I get to be the face of um, what is always um, 
a lot of work by a lot of people and so I can never say that that is my work because it's our work um, but the things that I am very proud of um, as I finish up are the Speech Pathology 2030 report and the progress that we are making towards those aspirations and the progress that we're going to continue um, to make. I love the fact that as a profession we have a clear vision of what we want. We have a clear vision of who we are and what we do and a clear vision of what we want um, going into the future and I think that that means that um, we are much more likely to achieve that into the future because we're going there. Um, and related to the 2030, really, as I said this morning, part of the 2030 is our reconciliation journey. I am... Um, proud and honoured to have been in the position this morning to have made an apology um, to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples on behalf of the profession um, and um, am very proud of the Reconciliation Action Plan that will be released very soon um, as our the start of our journey together into the future. So at the end, the conclusion of this conference on Wednesday, you're going to be leaving with a new future ahead of you, what is next and what's into the future for Gaynor Dixon as of Wednesday? Thursday morning I'm going to a bookshop and buying a book <laughs> um, and then on Friday I fly to the UN um, wow. for the UN Convention of State Parties on the uh, Conference of State Parties on the Convention of the Rights of People with Disabilities. So that is the most amazing opportunity to be able to finish up with. Beyond that, I don't know. Let's see what opportunities come up. But I um, will stay connected um, with um, the profession. I will stay connected with people. And I hope that the relationships that I've been able to develop through doing this role, I'll be able to continue. Well, I'm very confident that you're leaving the association much richer and better for having had your time as our president and I know a lot of the members feel the same way. So thank you very much for your time today and um, we look forward to seeing you reading more books and getting some more rest and relaxation and spending time with your family and um, on behalf of all the members we sincerely thank you for all the tireless work that you've done for the association um, and also on behalf of the staff as well. So thank you and um, enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.